The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Christy. Hi, Will. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I don't know why sometimes it just feels like it's been a million years since I've seen you and heard your voice and it makes me sad. It does. It feels like it's been a while. It probably hasn't been that long, but it does. It feels like it's been a while. And then we popped on and the first thing you talked about was my Ron in the box. I did. It's a Ron in the box right there behind him. That is not, yeah, that is not a strange euphemism if you are can look at the... Uh, <laughs> The video, I'm actually in my little booth. I have my some toys behind me, and there's my Ron Stoppable, of course, in the box, because you never take a toy out of the box. No. That's why you buy Unless you're on my you YouTube channel, and then Oy. I make oh, you- Oh, that killed me. It's sacrilegious. I get that now, that, though. I want to tell you, me. we did it for do views. You? We did it for views, but we didn't need to do it for views. However, no. we did do a really cute thing where you and I made this knock on my YouTube or whatever, and it was like, top, by the way, my top performing uh, interview and video. Yeah. So it I'm was- awesome, and everyone knows it. <laughs> I concur. Will is awesome. And my <laughs> you. Ad, you have a, I want that shirt. You do really have a great voice. Um, oh, thank you. I don't know. So, so lately I've been like, I do a lot of interviewing and yeah. I, I, I guess the voice is a really interesting part of the human um, body because you use it and can utilize it in so many different ways, right? So like oh, sure. when you're interviewing somebody, you can genuinely ask them questions with empathy and you can like lure them into telling you things. And it's like, it can be a tool for good. It could be a tool for evil. Sure. But like when I hear your voice, it feels to me like, I don't know, so personal. Like we've gotten to a place now where our friendship and our working together has brought me to a place where when I hear your voice, it like evokes a very strong emotion for me. Oh, that's really, it's a good emotion, I hope, right? It is. It's like a singular, oh, okay, like I feel like your voice, it's a very much like the minute I hear it, I, I don't know if it's because we do Zooms and like we see each other, right. you know, in all different kinds of ways, but like the voice is what connects us the most, honestly. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. And that's, I think that's very sweet. And it's nice that it evokes a nice feeling and you're not like, it's weird. Every time I hear your voice, I throw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. Like, because that would be a much worse reaction. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very sweet. I think it it just go all goes back to what like the original start of this conversation of me being awesome. I think it's kind of epic, where actually it epic, gets us. iconic, one of a kind. Will, no, Will we uh, everybody we worked well. We work well together. It's just the way it is. It's and it's pronounced Fredla. Oh, everybody not knows that. Fredla. Uh, How many different Fredla, ways? Fr oh man, don't oh, even get man, me started. Me too. Friedel, Friedel, Frodo. <laughs> what? No, no have you ever gotten Frito Lay? 
I have not gotten free delay. You know what I got for years, which I'm surprised. Well, I mean, you'll occasionally call me this. What did I say? But for years and years and years, my nickname for a lot of people, in especially in Los Angeles when I moved out here, was Wilfred. Because I say my name so fast, I say my name's Wilfred L. And so I had a lot of people that would say, oh, Mr. L, you know, can you sit there and wait? Like, they thought my name was Wilfred L. <laughs> so that became my nickname for years. I mean, like, Love Hewitt and all the first directors I worked with, a lot of people on Boy Meets World. It was, I was Wilfred for years. Wilfred, um, so wow. I was I always kind of liked that nickname. It I was is. always Wilfred. It's like, a good name. Up, it's a good name. It is. It's it's kind of goofy in that, but yeah, because you say your name so fast. Hi, I'm Wilfred L. Yeah. And people would go, oh, okay. So Wilfred L. L. Yeah, that's like Mr. a cool. L. I feel like that guy's a magician, though. He feels like a magician. I'm Wilfred L. Wilfred L. L. Well, yeah, well, it'd also be you'd have to put the amazing in front of it. I'd be yes. the amazing Will Friedle. Exactly. The um, epic, iconic, yeah. one of a kind Will Friedle. Now I, I can uh... never, I will never not say it that way now. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, I, I am, a, I'm a magician at heart. I just don't know any magic tricks. That's okay. Which makes, be, which makes being a magician difficult, if I'm honest. <laughs> it, it makes the show kind of boring where it's like, welcome. I have nothing like that kind of thing. I can't even. It's all an illusion. Make, balloon animals or anything uh very quickly uh you you have moved into your new house which apparently is just all white and empty because now you're you're not in front of your green screen you're just in the 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 white cavernous room they are feeding me i am um... okay hold up today's paper so we know this is live (laughs) oh my gosh um, but yeah, um, I'm still getting around to it. I mean, it's a lot to take on when you move into a, a new space, especially when you're like working from that space. Yeah, um, sure. And it is, it's tricky. Like you, you record from this amazing booth that I'm sure you've had set up for a long time, right? Yeah, a lot of years. Yeah, a lot of years. Do you ago. remember setting up your booth? Like, I do. I, a friend of mine came in and you know I had this this smaller kind of office room in my house. And I knew I wanted a booth just because if you remember back in the day, it's this is such a lame actor thing. But I love wait, that you just wait, called that out. It's, by the way. <laughs> it's true. You have to. Um, but waiting for a booth at uh, at my agency at the time, there was times it would take two or three hours. Literally, you'd sit there for two or three hours to get a booth. Yeah. So um, I, you know, would been fortunate in my career. And I said, I'm going to I want to build one in, in the house. So my friend came over who was a carpenter and we literally put it up and bought all the equipment and everything I need. So it's, it's a nice little soundproof room, um, which has worked out well, especially with all the podcasting I've been doing. It's kind of, I live in this room now. The only problem with it is that there is no air whatsoever. Ah. So it's a thousand degrees. I'm never wearing pants. Um, <laughs> and you it, get a little high I, by the end of it because of the carbon. Monoxide. I get out of the car. No, I've got a tiny little one of those little portable air conditioners that sits next to me because it just gets so hot in here. Well, good. Um, so you... next time I uh, I do it, I will. Now, so you I mean, they say that moving is like one of the most stressful things in the world. You yes. seem to be handling it well or at least really faking your way through it awesomely. Um, Thank you. You also haven't seen me for a few weeks and it's been a really rough couple of weeks. And I've like, tra- Has it really? I, yeah, I've traveled. I went back to L.A. I recorded Vulnerable. And then- yeah, thanks for calling me, by the way. Oh, dang. Thanks for calling me. You know, we need I was to telling do Brendan about two. that. Yeah, we need to do a part two, honestly, because we did a really great part one. And I mean, again, like I said, views, man. You were in my no, top No, I didn't view. meet. No, see, this can we, is, can we this, talk this, about this. your anxiety and make a Nako hashtag? Sure. Friends for life. Anxiety Nako. <laughs> Uh, no, but no, what I was talking, see, this is where your mind goes with business. I wasn't talking about to be unvulnerable. I was talking I about just to hang out. No, Thanks I for know. calling me and being I like, know, let's shoot. go grab a meal, bro. You know what? I, I That is my bad. I'm really, really yeah. sorry. I'm really sorry because honestly, I'm always looking for someone to hang out after work. Yeah, that, that was my bad. I went to Marina Del Rey one night. Okay, now we're just, now we're just yeah, catching that's up. Far. We're really just catching <laughs> up. Uh, but we do have an awesome, amazing guest today yeah. who's actually a friend of mine, not only uh, a voice of what I would call a VO buddy, but also a D&D buddy. There's a lot of just letters, I've noticed, <laughs> when you're a v- VO and D&D buddy, okay? <laughs> um, LOL. Uh, so I'm, I'm very excited to have her on. TB, <laughs> what, is, what does that one mean? To be honest. That's TBH. Uh-huh. TBH, TBH is to be honest. Is to be honest. SMH is shake my head. I've had to look these up. That's how I know now. Wow. Yeah. 
Did you really? You seem like you're in the know for all this stuff. Yeah, though. I really think had to look this up. I'm at the point now where my husband's like, "What does that mean?" And I'm just like, I "Yeah, got oh, it. I never get that stuff." <laughs> yeah, I, I found out LOL didn't mean lots of love like a month ago. Oh wow! So well, that's nice. Yeah, too. no, we're fine. Lots of love. Yeah, yeah. That that's what it should sign mean. Off, LOL. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm sorry, we again, digress. we haven't spoken in a while. <laughs> we digress. I bet people so, love uh, this, though. Like, honestly, I bet people really love to hear us check in with each other, like, genuinely. <laughs> or they're like, just please get oh, to the awesome stop guest. stop it. You guys are so obnoxious. <laughs> because as we've, as we've talked about earlier, uh, my voice evokes a little bit of throw up in the mouth. So yeah. we want to make sure. The, the amazing, <laughs> the astounding Wilfred L. <laughs> Wilfred L. (laughs) Mr. L. No, we have an incredible guest joining us today. She is an actress, a best-selling author. She's on camera. She's voiceover. She is a D&D player, which makes her a a great buddy right there. But she's been in, I mean, stuff like NBC's Blind Spot, Hulu's Runaway. She's also in Miss Marvel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her video game stuff is like Overwatch and Apex. You name it, she's in it, essentially. And and she writes uh, books. And she, I said, yeah, best. I mean, it's like you just. You, she's one of those people where you look through a resume and you just feel bad about yourself. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, who do we have today? Oh Christy? man, we have the most amazing Anjali Bamani. What is that? Hey, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I smell like coffee because I just spilled an entire cup all over myself. <laughs> oh, did you really? That's always just, the best way to start the day. I'm just bathed in coffee. Oh, <laughs> I'm so delicious now, you guys. That's pretty hot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, do something to this, like a coffee-scented bath. Yeah. Wow. Add that to the list of products that we have to develop together, shall we? Ooh, yes, yes, of course. How are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> We're <I'm> awesome. <laughs> oh, it's nice to meet you, by the way. Nice to meet you, too. Christy, Anjali, Anjali, Christy. Yes, Will, have you told her uh, where we met or how we met? Uh, I actually haven't. Would you like to tell the story? Or would you like me to tell the story? I love it so much when you do. So Anjali and I met in a hot tub in Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. That's so that awesome. That is Absolutely a true story. One hundred percent true. One hundred percent. We always like to omit the part that she was there with her husband and I was there with my wife. Yeah, we just yeah. like to say. I mean, nobody needs to know, but that, that doesn't just sound like so much. Like, that makes it easy. That doesn't necessarily help the It's cause. true. Oh, that's so um, We are going to start Miss Marvel because that's awesome, but then we're going to get more into your VO stuff because this isn't I See Faces, Anjali. It's I Hear Voices. No, it's I Hear hear Voices. So (laughs) let's start, though, Miss Marvel because that was, I think, was you and I were doing something. I can't remember if it was a con or it was Critical Role, but we were doing something right when you booked that and you were so excited. It, did it? So I booked it at the end of 2000, not the end, but like mm, mm, fall 2020, because that's when we uh, started shooting. I started okay. shoot. I started shooting in November, November 2020. Okay, so November maybe, 2020. Maybe it was before. Maybe so, you had, you knew you were going out for something. It just I happened. And was, you were super psyched. Yeah. 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 I think it was probably that I knew it was coming out, but I wasn't allowed to talk that's about it. That's probably what it was. Because we we really didn't know when it was coming out once we had shot it and and um and then there were reshoots to do as well so so it was literally just me waiting for someone to tell me when the show was coming out which is you know what happens with ninety percent of the I was projects say, we it's do half of what you do is just go I can't talk about yeah. it and then next thing you know yeah. it's, it's streaming and you're like oh I guess I can talk about that now right and it's the same thing obviously with games and animated series yeah. and everything now everything lives and dies by ndas yeah exactly so we're not allowed to talk we're not allowed to promote what we're doing until it's already out well so i have a question because this is a recurring thing that does happen to a lot of our guests what does it feel like to actually i'm not going to say be silenced but essentially like to commit to not speaking about something that you've done that is coming and like can you just walk us through um, what that's like to not yeah to somebody, yeah if you see a poster and you're like oh I can't say anything if you're sitting next to somebody you know and you're like oh I can't tell them what I've been doing I mean for me look I am I am allergic to spoilers I have unfriended <laughs> relatives uh, before because I I because they've spoiled things for me so on the flip side of that I get really excited 
when I know, ooh, it's going to be a big surprise. I'm going to be able to tell everyone. Right. And yes, it's it's a little bit like, you know, it's, it, sometimes it'll bruise your ego. I can't lie about that when everybody else who gets to talk about it, but you don't, and you're just waiting to be a part yeah. of the fun. But when you finally do get to share that, and especially in this instance with Ms. Marvel, because I was... I was lucky enough that they allowed uh, that the announcement about me being in it came out right like the day before the trailer. Oh, that's cool. Like the day before oh, the that's yeah. cool. So I was very lucky that that you know the universe took care of me that way. The universe and Disney, yeah, took care the of Marvel me that universe, way. the Disney, yeah. the Disney yeah. universe, yeah. So, yeah. So so in that sense, it was you know uh, uh, having patience or at least looking like I had patience was worth it. And uh, and again, I love surprising people. I love. You know, I don't I, I don't even like people showing me the full trailer of something that I'm interested in seeing because I feel like it ruins it'll ruin something. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when something has been having so much promotion that it's building up. I try to put I try don't always succeed, but I try to put my own like meow, meow. Oh, I, I really want to tell people meow, meow. Uh, I try to put that's a technical term. I try to put that aside. <laughs> Um, knowing that they are they are you know putting things out sort of strategically to keep that momentum going. Sure, and just right? you know just because I know you so well and I know you hate this, I, um, Darth is Luke's father, Rosebud was a sled, and oh, Bruce God. Willis oh, was no, dead the whole it. time. Um, <laughs> so oh, I. The good news is I at least saw all of those, <laughs> and they're old enough that I can't get too mad. That's why I did it. But I'm so I mean I'm still the person who's like. Yeah, I was on the last season of The Sopranos, but I can't tell you why in case you haven't seen it because, and it's The Sopranos, but like 3,000 years yeah. old. But I'm like, no, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it for you. Wait, were you on so the last season me, of Sopranos? I was indeed. Where were you in the last season of Sopranos? I just rewatched The Sopranos. I can't tell you she because can't spoil I can't. Where, wait, wait, which part were you in the last season of Sopranos? Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a doctor in the hospital in season six because surprise, surprise, I'm Indian. Um, so yeah, I mean, what else am I gonna do on The Sopranos? My brother, when I, when I booked it. When I finally was able to tell my brother, he was like, just please tell me you're not a bada bing girl. Oh, yeah. That's, I don't care what yeah, you are. Yeah, that's <laughs> just so promise funny. me you're not playing a stripper on this wow. and went, Really? Um, so wait, so this is when Tony that. was in the hospital. Oh, now she's not telling. I have to go back and watch again. Jeez. Listen, I actually think this is wonderful because it, it answers my question in such an amazing way. Yeah. I think like you're the perfect person to have asked this question to. And I've wanted to <sighs> kind of extrapolate what that struggle is like because I can yeah. see our guests are always struggling and I'd say nine, if not 10 out of 10 are on an NDA a non-disclosure yeah. agreement. Well, it's a huge in voiceover like, too. End, Cause you're working so, cause, yeah. cause the stuff is you're, you're recording something and then it, you don't see it for another eight months when it comes back for animation. So it's like, forget about eight months. You don't like see it for, for years. years. Yeah. It sometimes. can be years and some of them are bad. So it's like, you've got nine projects coming out and you can't talk about 10 of them. Yeah. What happens if you were to mess up, Oh, it happens I all the time. Okay, it okay, does happen. If it's, well, it depends on the company. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I live in fear of NDAs like like I live in fear of the IRS. Like, it's such a big thing to me. But I also, like, my Achilles heel in life is that I live in fear of getting in trouble, even if I've done something, nothing wrong. I'm like, I know I did something <laughs> wrong and someone's going to come after me. So I think it really depends on the company and it depends on... The severity of what is, you've said, too. The severity of what you yeah. said, but also the intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Were you being an obvious overt jerk about it? I was going to use a different word, but we're a family show. Um, I'm glad you picked over. Are you being an, uh, yes, exactly, because it could have been awful. Um, are you being like very yeah. pointed about that? Or did you, by mistake, post a picture that you thought was just a view, but there was something in the background and right. they had to call you up and take it down? Right, right. You know, because like, that's happened. I've seen that happen. Uh, I've seen that happen with major spoilers and people still have their jobs. Yeah. But if you are someone who is like actively going out there and saying, well, I'll screw the company. I'm going to say this. Then, well, you know, that's obviously a legal battle. Yeah. So, malicious, um, malicious. Yeah. Kind of malicious. I think, I think okay. intent or I, 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 I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. Mm. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know really specific. Do you play one on TV though? Or, or are you going to play one on TV? Only doctors. I only, I play doctors on TV. I I played, <laughs> I played a lawyer on TV. I'm sure. I played a few lawyers I'm sure on you TV. have. I played a lawyer on the I could see Silicon a judge. Valley. Silicon Valley. I could see you a judge. You know, that could happen someday if I could, like, see over. They'd have to, like, put me on. Like, they'd have to put an Apple box on my chair so I'd be able to see over the. All right. So. Well, and speaking of okay, being short. For, well, first yes. of all, it, it, that was not at all where I thought you were going to go. 
<laughs> I, I never thought speaking of being short was the thing that was going to come out. So I thought you were going to take the next transition. I'm the worst host ever. <laughs> so I'll take the next transition. Uh, since we uh, on, can we always ask on camera versus VO? Is do you have one you prefer? But if you'd rather do the short thing, uh, we could talk about that. Um, I can t- I can combine the two. How about nice. That? Ooh, she's um, so good. I do not prefer either. I think of like on camera, voiceovers, theater, musicals, whatever. Yeah. I think of it all as different languages with the same root. Nice. So I love speaking French. I love speaking Spanish. They come from the same root, but they're completely different languages. So when you think in a different language, sometimes some of it spills over. The way you're learning it is very similar because there are similarities, but ultimately it is its own thing, right? With its own pros and cons. And what I love about like I, I'm physically incapable of choosing one medium. And I used to think that that was because of a lack of focus, but now I realize it's because I love all of the different pros and cons or all sure. of the different individual ways that you can tell a story that are specific to each medium. So what I love so much about, one of the things I love so much about voiceover is that you are not bound by your physical attributes. I don't have to pay, play a petite Indian woman who looks a particular way. Uh, I can be a dinosaur. I can be a dragon. I can be a little kid. I can be a little boy. Like it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Um, I can be any. I can be anything, and and then I'm not. And I'm not beholden to that. I also think what's really fun about voiceover. I love mic technique in general. Yeah, me too. As a tool to convey different amounts of emotion. And I love that as a singer and as a voice actor, because there is just something you can make, you can make the most intimate connection with your audience or with the players of your game or whatever. You can have the most intimate moment just being right up there against the mic and just a breath yeah. somehow captures an emotion, which is not something you can do in the theater, which is not something you can, sometimes you can't even do it on film, depending on how well, it's, wide the, it's, the it's kind of the, it's the, the audio equivalent of a raised eyebrow on film. You know, it's that yes. kind of thing. It's that exactly. subtle kind exactly. of technique that is just so wonderful. There's what we always talk about the wonderful freedom that comes with voiceover. The again, yeah. not caring how you look. It doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter if you're wearing makeup. It doesn't matter where you're standing. It doesn't matter. You know, it's like yeah. you just you just get to act with a microphone. It's pretty yeah. and some of the best and- actors in the world. And when we are doing voiceover that isn't mocap, when we're, which I still don't think I really think that mocap needs to be considered like. That's on camera yeah, acting. I, I agree. Don't know why. Yeah, I agree. I don't it's know why. a hybrid. I really still I don't. Agree. I still don't understand why the contracts are so much closer to voiceover contracts. But that's a whole other thing about. Well, because no, nobody, industry. because because video games don't make any money. Um, is yeah, what it is. Are. They make no, none at all. None, yeah. they, that was sarcasm, by the way. It's really just for the love of the art. Um, <laughs> uh, that's what the companies do. But anyway, I digress. Um, I I I feel like um, unless you're you're doing. <laughs> Because I was making so many jokes on top of one. It's Will. No, Will. It's Will. No, I do it. Will and I both do this. That's why we get along. I'm so sorry. Well. I didn't I even. Re- I didn't even remember that Christy was here. Um, I just. Yeah. No, exactly. No, I, I, how could We're you? I'm. About... I'm, I'm, I'm kidnapped. Can't you? No, see? you're talking about mo- oh, mocap. But here's it is. Yeah. Unless you're doing mo- unless you're doing mocap, you do have the freedom of not yeah. having to memorize all your lines, right? And while I have no problem memorizing lines, I actually like memorizing lines. I like having it in my bones. There is a certain freedom knowing that. I can come in and I'm not going to have to I'm not going to have to worry about any kind of memorization or screwing up because it's right here. So that part of my mental energy, I can take that energy back and and put it towards the creative process. Because chances are also while you're doing that, while you're while you're recording, someone in the booth is going to be like, oh, I mean, someone in the control room is going to be like, actually, you know what, we're going to give you a rewrite now. So you are completely free knowing that it's all going to be off the cuff. It's all going to be right there. Um, and I really, I really do love the freedom of that uh, in a similar way to to how much I love improv and long form improv, yeah. um, which is why I love TTRPGs, which Will and I are both uh, also <sighs> very heavily oh, in love with. Oh man, she did it. <laughs> okay, so Christy, you want to take that transition? What's it like I, I being short? And I. No. <laughs> oh my god, I actually feel so dumb because honestly, look, she wrote a book, guys, guys. Oh, that's where you were going with it. That's where you're going that's with it. That's where she was going with it. Nice. I totally knew that's where she was it. going with it. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. See, I know. Uh, I am fun size, and so are you. Thoughts from a tiny human on living a giant life. It's, it's a great it's time. Wide release was September 26th, and and it was funded through a Kickstarter campaign in five days. Yeah, because you know yeah. why? Because you do have so much love for you 
Oh. And I bet you just have such a great fan base from all the amazing work that you've done. Well, uh, again, not to sound super cheesy because I really do believe this, but I have a really hard time using the word fan. Um, I do because too, these yeah. are people because especially and especially with a Kickstarter situation like that's a community situation. Yeah. That's a thing where you've you've built a group of people that you like to be with and around. And it's there's not that much of a there's a separation just because, you know, one person is creating the things and and other are are participating in them. But it's very much a symbiotic relationship, yeah. which we see so much when we're at conventions, right? Yeah. Well, we, we see so much anytime you get a chance to interact with people who have either played the game you're in or listened to the show that you're doing or or listen to the web series, the podcast, or read the book. There's there's definitely this this symbiotic relationship. It's almost I always look at Kickstarter so, and stuff like that almost like those are it's a community of producers. It's like yes. they're it's like they're producing this is a yes. project they want to produce with you in it. And that's kind of how I look at it as opposed to like, oh, it's fan made. It's like, no, that's it's not the same thing. Yeah. And crowdfunding, you know, crowdfunding, one of the great things about crowdfunding in, in any form is that it is proof that there's an audience for the thing that you're creating. Right. Or if you're someone who's like, you know, because Kickstarter, sometimes people will do their products there and there's proof that there's a desire for that product. But what was so lovely about doing this through Kickstarter is that, you know, I Am Fun Size, the series was a, a web series that I started in 2017 as a sort of love letter to the online gaming community and artistic community that I had met um, uh, in the in the like six months before that, pretty much from uh, from the release of Overwatch mm -hmm. and then all of these other things that I started getting to do with them. And so being able to create that for them and with them, I wasn't sure. You still wonder, like, does anyone really need a book? Is that a thing? Do people care? So being able to do it with Kickstarter is not just, it, it's not just proof that you can raise the money. It's proof that people yeah. want the thing that you're it's creating. It's proof of concept. Oh, yeah. Such a, since this was such a labor of love and it's so personal and it's so, um, it's so very specifically in line with what I consider my purpose uh, uh, in in life which is just to help people find that it's cultivate enthusiasm yeah. to find that excitement about who you are and what you want to do and the things that you want to get, regardless of where you are, regardless of who you are, figure out what it is that is unique about you and lean into it and know that just because you're unique, you are not alone. You are never alone. And so having that, that personal a thing be something that people really wanted to be a part of was like that alone was uh, was just incredibly special, and so doing the Kickstarter was was as fun as writing the book. You know, I mean, the the nitty gritty of putting a book out, and especially because I started my own publishing company in order to do it because I was frustrated with the publishing industry. Um, uh, that nitty gritty part is where the the for me the difficult part is, but the creation and the sharing it, and um, and the you know doing the audiobook like it was just. Fun, 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 fun. Now, who Nothing did you who fun. did you hire to do the voice in the audiobook? Didn't you? Do it? <laughs> I thought you did it. That's who I told them. Just to from get. a hot tub, like, hi, I'm fun sized. Yeah. No, is... I mean, I knew I knew you had the swagger to be me, and I knew your Indian accent was on point. So I figured. Well, and there's you know, nothing like, inappropriate about that. Yeah, me doing a small Indian woman. Needs to know. Nowadays, not at, all. not at all. Not at all. All right. Mm -hmm. So you, we we talked about the book, which everybody should go out and read because which, it's awesome. And and where can we Thank buy that? Everywhere. Way? I think you can you can get uh, the audiobook is on Audible slash Amazon. Mm -hmm. You can also get the ebook on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, and you can get the paperback on Amazon. Or if you go to streamily.com slash on. Bamani, you can not only get you can get the book unsigned or signed and a portion Ooh. of the proceeds will go to a an organization called the underdog community project here in los angeles which uh provides free veterinary care to the pets of unhoused people here oh go get that one go get oh, that version so please go go to streamily.com also the book itself just the experience of the book itself yeah. I made very sure, and this is the main reason I ran the Kickstarters. I really wanted this to be a high quality printed book. Yeah. So it's it's the it's just feels fun to read, and the illustrations by Vivian Truong are just so freaking adorable. So getting to have that in well, your you can see behind really me is just a part of my fantasy collection. These are yeah, all pa you, you need actual books. books. You need books. You need an actual book. Oh, dude, I have I have. I don't want to turn this around so you don't see that like the rest of my ridiculously um, embarrassingly messy office. But like I have those floating bookshelves. Yeah. 
stacked full. with things, yep. and it's really fun. I love it's that. Cool. Now you, I'm gonna get some floating bookshelves, okay, guys? I'm gonna Dude, get those them. Are, and those. I'm telling you, those are super easy, Christy, and they make they look really cool. Okay, I'm gonna turn this around just so you can see. Okay, all right. They're gonna, um, they look. They uh, look uh, like they're no, in the gonna, Atlanta Four Seasons. Yeah, the Atlanta Four Seasons. They're that? great. Oh, Do you see nice. how the books are floating oh, yeah. back there? Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's helpful, and, especially and for the space. And you also have a pic- you also have the picture of uh, of the dancing people. I have that same one in my house. Oh yeah, of uh, James Dean and uh, Elizabeth. Smith. Yeah, I don't actually. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Mentioned Overwatch, and I think we would be remiss it. if we did not talk a little bit about the Halo video I mean. games. No, I'm kidding. About, <laughs> yeah. about Overwatch. So, sure. Huge, I mean, enormous games, the, the Overwatch. It's, it's, I mean, I've been at conventions with you, and it's insane, the following that these games have. What is it like to do a game that you know? I mean, essentially, you're going into one of the best of the best when you go into these kind of worlds. So, mm-hmm. what is it like to? You talked about mocap. What is it like to actually record, for lack of a better word, some of these games? Well, first of all, when we started recording, none of us knew it was going to be that huge. And that's a great place to come in. It's just like going into a movie and not knowing who your co-stars are and then finding out, oh, this person has like 19 Oscars. Right. Like, you, you, it better off not knowing in advance. I knew going into this that it was Blizzard. So you knew they don't do anything half-assed. You knew it was going to be good. But none of us, I don't even think the developers had any idea just how big the game was going to be. And again, I really attribute that to the community, to yeah. the way that they grabbed onto these characters and the story. Um, and obviously to the developers, because they're specifically with Overwatch and, and with several of the games that I've been involved with since then. But this was the first one that I experienced it with. They came in with a very hopeful message and a hopeful view of the future it's a world worth fighting for the world could always use more heroes you know there's this very much this sense that like even when there is trouble and dystopia and all of that stuff in the future there is hope as opposed to it's a post-apocalyptic world and we're all gonna die let's just kill zombies until we do right you know there's something which there's a place for sure, that but there's course. something of very course. heartening about about stepping into a game like that and then it's a collaborative game on top of it but i really i what i love so much about uh, going into this in the first like in the first place without knowing anything, is that it was very clear when I first saw my character Symmetra, it was very clear that what they were trying to do with all of these characters, not they were what they were doing with all of these characters, was creating a series of 
characters who are not any one thing in terms of of their full story. Mm -hmm. They are a unique combination of all the things that make them them. So it's not just the Indian one, the the Mexican one, the Brazilian one. It is, okay, well, she's Indian, she's in STEM, she's on the spectrum, she has a background in Indian dance. Like there's all this complexity to this character. And there's all this complexity to the things that they say and do in the game. And when you're doing a first person shooter, it can be very like not, yeah, right. It, it's easy for it to be not that deep. Yeah. But they really took that and made it so that there is someone or something, because some of the characters are not human, uh, there, there is someone for everyone to identify with in one way or the other, whether it is in an emotional capacity, an experiential capacity, your gender, your body type, your ethnicity, your neurodiversity, whatever it is, there's something for someone for everyone to identify with. And when you see the hero that you identify with there, you see that depiction of that hero that you can identify with, then you can identify that hero in yourself. You can take that empowerment and take it out into the world. And that's sexy. That for me is what storytelling and gaming really like. That's that's where it becomes very powerful. When everyone's experience, when you when you have an experience where you're like, wow, I feel seen. And if that is there yeah. and that character is that powerful or that popular or just out there in, in the world and the world is seeing it, then I can be seen. Then I can feel confident. Then all the things I think make me weird might actually make me cool. I think that's a great way right? of looking at it. It's also, but it's also one it's of those beautiful. things that I love is w when it comes to the technology that is is now become the video game. We are to a mm -hmm. place where when video games started, the character ran one direction. That was it. You kind of pressed the buttons and you did what you had to do. You are now, for lack of a better term, in control of your own destiny. So there's yes. something so cool about this world you can immerse yourself in where it's up to you. That's it's like life. Yeah. You are and in control. And you have agency. Like yeah. You yeah, this is yeah. another reason why I think both with video games now and with and with TTRPGs, I think there's something so empowering about it because it's one thing to see a movie or see a TV show or see a play where someone is telling you a story. It's a whole different thing when you are telling sure. a story. I agree. It's a whole different thing and your identification and your connection to those characters. I think that's why you know, when we when we have those experiences at conventions where lots of people are coming up and loving those characters, it's because they feel like they're they are a part of them and sure. they are a part of creating them. And they, yeah. they they have a certain amount of ownership over them because they they are to them. They're telling the story as this character. Right. That character is them for a, a short period. of time. Now, I have to ask you a question, though. Do you I, I feel like there's becoming a bit of a. I don't know. It, it, it's it's a strange kind of. Uh, um, I don't even know the word I'm looking for. It's it's a dichotomy that's happening in voiceover that doesn't translate to RPGs, especially to something like the world of D and D or something like that. Which is, and I think rightfully so, in the VO world. So VO is starting to change, and I think it's changing for the better. Where it's becoming more open to people of color to. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. gender and back in the day they would throw us in a booth and it was like you're going to do five voices and it didn't matter if you were right. a woman it didn't matter if you were Indian it didn't matter whatever it was which wasn't obviously the right way to do it in the world of the of D&D &D especially and the kind of RPGs it's all you're almost encouraged to play outside of your box to play yeah. to oh, play really? a woman to play oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely play you know a man yeah. for a man to play a woman to play uh, a character that is gay to play a character really? that might be transgender yeah. it's encouraged to almost because you're immersing yourself in the world there's an idea that maybe you'll get to walk a mile in someone's shoes, even though you can't. Yeah. I mean, nobody can. Yeah. But I'm. Yeah. yeah. That is I, so yeah. fascinating. It's a, because I think the reason for that, well, part of the reason for that is that uh, with the very few exceptions, when you're playing a video game, the character has been created sure. for you, right? The, so you are you are playing as that character. You don't necessarily have control over what. You get to choose your avatar. You sure. get to choose, like, you know, some 50-year-old guy could be playing Tracer from Overwatch, and that's totally fine because right. it's that's the character they're playing. But because when you're playing TTRPGs, because when you are creating these characters, you are you are the character. You are improvising in their shoes. You are the actor. You're not just the player. Right. You are the actor creating this character. So 
uh, unless people when people are watching TTRPGs, it's one thing because again, you're watching it as entertainment. But when you are actually playing the game, you are the creator of your own world. Right. You are the creator of that story. But I guess I'm so asking why reasons, why do you think that paradox paradox exists? Why do you think there's people out there that are now saying like, well, Nancy Cartwright's a woman, she shouldn't be playing a boy? Well, I don't agree. With that. Oh, are I they don't, saying that? Some. Are I mean, you, you'll hear it in places oh, where men shouldn't be playing women, women shouldn't be playing men. So we are in a very tricky time right now because while the, the movement towards inclusivity and representation and inclusion is so important yeah. and it's so wonderful because we do want to see more than just the same demographic that we have seen Absolutely. in all of our lives. I think when we limit people to only limit stories to only being told by the people who have lived those stories and limit characters to only being played by the people who have lived those characters, what not only are we limiting the artistic creativity and freedom of people, but the bat the the really awful outcome of that is that the very people you are trying to create more opportunity for you are actually creating less opportunity for you know again i'll go back i'll go back to ms marvel with this you yeah. know there was a little bit of backlash because some of the characters who were supposed to be pakistani were played by indians okay now never mind that historically pakistan and india were the same country up until 1947 but this sense of if there is a respectful portrayal being done of someone, if someone has done the research and is doing the work to create a character, then do we really need them to be exactly the character they're playing? Are only one ethnicity allowed to play that? Are, are we going to start doing it by religion? Are we going to start doing it like what? Where does where does the line get drawn? I agree. You know, and that's a really, really, I think it's, it can be a slippery slope because I certainly am finding this in my own life uh, and my own audition pool, particularly on camera, that it's becoming narrower and narrower and narrower and narrower, narrower. And ostensibly, I am one of the people that inclusivity and representation is supposed to open the door sure. for. Sure. Absolutely. Right? So that's fascinating. So that puts a very that, that that puts a it's a slippery slope. Well, I mean, I think it's it's. I don't have the answer. No, I don't think anybody does yet, and I think it's one of those well, things where you have blind to. Blind casting seems to be something that is well, an option yeah, too, right? But guys, I, or no? I, I mean, kind of. But no? you, it's it's the the thing that I think matters is everybody's. I believe at least coming at it from the best intentions, which is at least a good yes. place to start. 100%. Um, but, and I love that. But then it, it, that's where it then gets messy because it, you do. Mm -hmm. I always go to the, hey, a straight actor should never play a gay character. It's like, well, okay, but then you're saying a gay actor can't play a straight character. Can never play a straight character. And there's exactly. a lot more straight characters out there that need to be cast than there are gay characters. Yeah. And you're yeah. then taking an entire pool of talented gay actors out of the mix. So yeah. we're so trying a, to figure a, it out. Yeah, we're all trying to figure it out. And like you said, the intentions are the best. And I think I think really where the power to either destroy or create in this in this circumstance really is in the hands of the audiences. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. usually I find that the outrage for a miscast comes from the audience more than it does necessarily from the acting pool sure. or the producing pool yeah. or whatnot. And sometimes you look and and, and again it's like Sometimes you look at it and you can't explain why, but you're like, you know, that's wrong. And sometimes yeah. there's a, there's a like, mm, is it? Yeah. You know, like there's, it's, 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 it's. I well, what did that, what did that one, that, that one uh, Supreme Court judge say that the, 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 the famous thing about pornography is I, I, I can't describe it, but I know it when I see it. It's that <laughs> it's that same kind of thing. But that's it's, why I, yeah. I mentioned role playing games, because it seems like people yeah. should almost look to that world yes. because it's yes. so yes. inclusive and, and so get, you know, do what you got to do. You want to play a, a woman, play a woman. You want to play a man, play yep. a man. You know, by the it seems like when you make them so outlandish with something where it's like they're from they're elves. So then you can use that as like that the, right there yeah, is the key. You know? That's your entree. And that's because it is a fantasy yeah. world. Because because you are a gnome or a, an elf or an orc or a you know we're already encouraged to think outside our own experience. Right. We're already and and what's co extra cool about that is that while you're encouraged to think outside your own experience, you are also encouraged to explore your own personal understanding of yourself, yep. of humanity, of people, yep. of sociology. This is why I love science fiction and fantasy me fiction too. both oh, so God, much because each one of them is just reality adjacent enough that we can talk about the hard issues 
without necessarily mm-hmm. like freaking ourselves out, yeah. for lack of a better term. Yep. Yeah. You know, yep. sci-fi is fantastic at dealing with sociopolitical issues. Oh, man. At dealing with also like I look back at the expanse as a great example of that, you know, because the expanse came out and in that future, okay, well there wasn't racism, but there was planetism. Yeah. You know, so there was we are still de- they were still dealing with the same innate struggle in humanity between these, you know, for lack of a better term, good and bad sides of us, but it was just a different set of plot points. But because it was reality adjacent, because it was set in a not so distant future, we were able to be as viewers just distant enough yep, from it to look at look back at ourselves. Take it yeah. in. And we could take it in yeah. and not feel like, well, they're saying I'm an asshole. Like, no, they're pointing out these potential these potential, you know, potholes or whatever you want to consider, potential parts of our experience as mm-hmm. living beings that are a challenge and that need to be dealt with. And I love that. Have you read um, Ancillary Justice? No. So Ancillary Justice is by a woman named Anne Leckie. Uh, and it is an amazing sci-fi story that when I first heard about it, I was like, <laughs> okay, what is this going to be like? Because this, and she wrote this years ago, it's written without gender. So it's it's oh. a sci-fi story where the characters you don't there's no gender attached to any of the characters and at first you're like how is this going to work and then it just sucks you in. it's amazing and this is where circling all the way back to the power of storytelling in any form this is why I love all of the different forms that we can do it yeah. in because no just like no one person should be the representative of their entire demographic no one medium needs to be the representative of the best way to story I agree. Tell. Okay, so then when it comes to um, somebody who may listen to our podcast is extremely passionate about Mm -hmm. voice acting and the Mm -hmm. world that, you know, they would work in where it's mostly them behind the scenes, I think. But would you encourage them to try different forms or would you just say, look, if that's what you're passionate with, then just really lean into that uniqueness of who you are or I would you think, say, hey, push yeah. yourself, get out of your comfort zone. It'll deepen your experience. Well, I always think get out of your comfort zone, but you can do that in multiple ways, Yeah. right? Even though I have my hand in a gazillion different things because that's that's what I've enjoyed, it hasn't been from the beginning. I started in theater. That was my way in. And then another lane opens up and you try that. And I tried that. And then another lane opened up and I tried that. So it wasn't just me being like, I just want to do everything from the very beginning. You have to have somewhere that is your entree to something. So for a lot of people, I suspect that there will be people, I, I know that there are people who have gone into voice acting and suddenly been like, you know what, maybe I want to do a play or maybe I want to do on camera. Now that I've experienced Hmm. storytelling in this way, I wonder what it would be like to do X, Y, Z, you know? And that is again, a function of pushing your own boundaries combined with finding a love of storytelling that you didn't maybe necessarily know you had combined with realizing, Oh, well, this medium is awesome for this reason, but this medium is awesome for this reason. And I kind of want to scratch that itch. So let me jump over there and see what I can do with that. And so it's like a mixture of like listening to your inner voice, your inner mm-hmm. artistic voice, and then also, um, yeah, just not being afraid and being really and brave. not saying no for lack. I mean, like obviously, you say no to things that you don't really want to do, or or that ethically you don't feel just don't feel aligned with, or whatever. But um, while I jumped into the theater and I loved it, I never in a million years, like I can't remember a single time in my life being like, well, I'm not going to do that medium because snooty McSnooterson me. I'm right. not, I don't think that that's good enough. No, it's just it was just an exciting new opportunity to try something new. And uh, I think you do throw yourself in completely to the one that you the one that you love and yeah. you stick with it. But you don't have to be. And I would argue you really shouldn't be single-mindedly focused to the point of omitting anything else. You can't have blinders on in that way. Like, stay focused, but don't stay closed. I agree. I think that's a wonderful way. Such a good mentor. That's a wonderful way to get us to uh, our next little segment here on I Hear Voices. So, of course, we are are once again going to go across the garden. So, for Anjali, uh, I think you know that we are... Uh, bringing in an an amateur voiceover actor who is going to get a a chance to come and play with us. And this is, of course, leading up to our very awesome... uh, Oh, geez, what was the name of our contest again, Christy? I can never remember. No. What was the name of it again, Christy? I can't remember. What's it called? Oh, God. What's it called? (laughs) 
super amazing nope. uh -uh. contest to become the nope. world's next nope. voice actor. No, nope. no, nope. it's the uh, super awesome contest I to know. become the next big voice actor. Of course, I was it's coming out. She was, she was close. She was close. She was close. As my brother yeah. used to tell me, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. So, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, and relationships. Oh, well, that's nice. Um, yeah. We are, of course, uh, bringing in our special guest. But, yes, we will talk more about the Super Awesome Contest to become the next big voice actor, which will be launching very soon. This. And uh, somebody out there is going to get a chance to have... A career, um, I you know you you win some pretty incre incredible things, including a one year contract with a major voiceover agency. So you are going to get a chance to actually come out here. Look at Anjali's face. That, that is just one. <laughs> I'm like, where are you when I was? That is just <laughs> one of many of the prizes we have. You are also going to be flown out okay. to Los Angeles. You are going to uh, get to record some stuff for iHeart. Uh, there is some um, yeah. pretty incredible things pretty that cool. are going to be happening. And there's also a couple things we are not allowed to mention yet, but will be mentioning soon. And Anjali, when I tell you what they are off camera, you're going to freak. Hi, everybody. I'm Tyler Florence. And I'm Wells Adams. We're the hosts of the new podcast, Two Dudes in the Kitchen. And you might be asking yourself, why do these guys have a podcast? Because we love food. Yep. You and I have known each other for a while. We got a chance to click together on television on Food Network back in the day. And uh, I got to tell you, there's no two better guys that are more equipped to take you guys on a journey through the kitchen. It's all about great recipes. It's all about connecting with fantastic techniques and having a great time while you're doing it. This is a podcast for you, for you to call in to give us your feedback and we're here to answer your questions kind of get those kitchen burners fired up i got a lot of questions just because i'm not nearly as good of a chef as you are so i'm going to be asking you a lot of questions and you guys out there can ask them as well it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to learn a lot and you know what most importantly we're going to eat good we're going to eat good man eat good in the neighborhood man we're here for you listen to two dudes in a kitchen on the iheart radio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. We've got Zach with us today. Now, uh... I have to say something about Zach. So we have uh, been unfortunately going back and forth with Zach where we've had uh, guests that have had to cancel. We have very busy guests because they're awesome. And so Zach is back with us uh, finally and has been waiting and waiting and waiting so patiently to come and play across the garden. 
uh, which, of course, we uh, know it's our wonderful characters. Ricky and Mocha are still trying to get across this little garden to get to the mall so that Mocha can see her boyfriend. These are stories and characters we came up with in two seconds, Anjali, and we have have regretted it ever since. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So you are going to be Officer Johnson and uh, Zach Chisholm. I think I'm saying that correctly, is going to be Officer Taylor. Um, I write these every week, and they are absolutely getting weirder and weirder. So I apologize for the strangeness of this episode all the way around. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And are you guys, you guys, people? Yeah, we're, no, Ricky and Mocha are mice. They're mice. They're mice. Getting across the garden. Getting across. And there's Zach. Zach is back. What's up, Zach? Yes. Hello, hello. I've got the camera to work. You're here. You're here, and it's official, and we've got now two people in L.A. and two people in Texas. So before we jump into Across the Garden, Zach, which we're, we're of course, going to do, and you will be playing Officer Taylor, um, very quickly, I hear you like to try to voice match Ron Stoppable. I try. I'm a, I'm a mimic. So let me hear your best Ron Stoppable. All right, so... The best one that I know is when Rufus is, like, crawling inside Ron's pocket. Okay. And I got my cargo pants to match. So he just nice. feels the tickle and he's just like, Rufus, buddy! That's pretty good. That's That's good. pretty good. That's pretty good. He had the, uh, the, uh, the sort of the higher register of your yeah, voice. Yeah, he's got, you got to get a little more nasal to get up there with Mr. Ron right. Stoppable. And we're doing Ron Stoppable's Narco. There we go, the Naco. That works. Nice. <laughs> so we're going to jump into Across the Garden. And uh, I think if, if memory serves, the last time we, we saw Ricky and Mocha, they were coming off of a pirate ship, I uh-huh. think is what happened. Or did we, or were they coming uh-huh. off? I thought it was I thought it was the, sh- the, the psychedelic mushroom trip, but that might have been the year. The I can't before. remember. It was. Yeah, there was a mushroom trip, and then it was the Titanic. Did we do the Titanic one? I don't know. We're all over the place. Yeah, we did. That's where it was. No, we didn't. We were on Titanic last time. Yes, we were on the the Titanic the last time. I will be reading the stage directions. I'm also Ricky, and of course, uh, Christy is Mocha. So we fade in. Exterior woods mall continuous. A soaking wet Ricky and Mocha step out of the lake and shake off the excess water. (laughs) Uh, look, I know it's been like a while since I've been in the water, but I think with a little work, I could get my lap times back. I hate wet fur. It always smells like wet fur. I swear, the first thing I'm doing when I get to this stupid mall is going to the saloon. Uh, wait, the saloon or a salon? Uh, I'll take whichever one pops up first. Mocha shivers. Ugh. Where is the sun? Uh, I could really use some heat right about now. Both Ricky and Mocha look up to see the sun is being blocked by the mall. <gasps> Mocha. I see it. They smile and hug. <gasps> we do. They start to laugh. Erase <laughs> ya. You're on. They turn and take off towards the mall. They only get a few steps when lights and sirens appear behind them. Oh, son of a- They stop running and, quote, pull over to the side. A little squad car pulls in behind them, and two praying mantis police officers step out. Uh, Mocha, you're not, like, holding anything, are you? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Of course not. The police saunter up. We clocked you almost going four miles an hour. You think this is, um, Indianapolis? Is that a race thing? What's a good race analogy? Indianapolis 500 works. You could have also said Daytona. Both would have been acceptable race analogies. However, if you recall, I actually started this entire conversation with the colloquial, where's the fire? The better analogy would have been to stay with the fire theme. A fire analogy? A little obscure, no? But could it be argued that obscure could equal more creative? Hmm? An interesting question, officer. Although, I'm ashamed to admit that a good fire analogy annulled me at the moment. You mean in regards to the situation or entirely? In regards to the situation, of course. Can you imagine if there's a fire analogy annulled me entirely? That would be amusing. <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> okay, I don't understand what's happening. I'm not sure they even know that we're still here. The officers pay Ricky and Mocha no mind. Can you offer me an example of a fire analogy that pertains to our current situation, please? <gasps> oh, a challenge. <laughs> a challenge? Mm, okay. 
after I said, where's the fire? You followed it up with, you must be headed to a fire because your feet are so smoking. <laughs> Ricky turns around. Yeah, that doesn't really work because why would our feet be smoking if we were going to a fire? He's right. Mm, touche. Okay, what do you have? Uh, is this actually happening? Okay, how about after you said, where's the fire? You said, um, <clears throat> anybody heading there must be fast because they'd have to have the marshmallows. It's a little bit wordy, isn't it? I'm also not sure it reflects exactly what we were trying to say. Mm. Okay, all right. Well, then how about... Enough! I can't take this anymore! Can you please just give us our tickets and take us to jail or whatever? Uh, oh. No, you're free to go. Yeah, we're not actually cops. We just say you have the uniforms. We also like stopping people and asking them where they're headed using different colloquialisms. <laughs> now we'll be off like thieves in the night. They turn to walk back to their car. Thief in the night while we're dressed like cops? Why? Why? Why use that? The car drives away. A saloon first. Definitely a saloon. Yay! 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 Zach! All right, my really friend. That was really funny, Will. That one was really funny. That's a, so see, weird. what the screenwriting is solid, yo. It really <laughs> is, man. And, oh, it, and thank it all, you. it's just, he's so talented. Thank you so much for joining us, Zach. Oh, my gosh. That was so Aww. much fun. It was nice meeting you. You can follow me on The Real Zach Chisholm. The Real Zach Chisholm. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. He was great. And and uh, I love people that are so excited to, like, just do voiceover and work and do cartoons. It's just so great. Where can people find you, Anjali? People can find me all over the interwebs. My my handle in most places is Sweet Anj with three E's because apparently I'm the only Indian on the planet that uh, doesn't win spelling bees, um, <laughs> which is not true. I actually won a bunch of spelling bees when I was younger. I won the fourth grade spelling bee because I played Dungeons and Dragons because no other fourth grader knew how to spell vengeance. Nice. But I digress. I'm a spelling rebel. Oh, so, wow. it's, so it's S-W-E-E-E-T-A-N-J. You can find me on Instagram there, on YouTube there, uh, on Twitter there, if Twitter survives. Uh, and then on Facebook, I'm Anjali Bamani. And then you can also email me. I have a front-facing email address, which is Anjali Ooh. at IamFunSize.com. That's where I take in questions for the uh, for the web series. That's where I got a lot of ideas of what to talk about for the book. So if there's ever anything, if there's – that's just – that's for the world to use. That's send awesome. Send me your questions. Send me your dog pictures. Uh, please send me your dog pictures. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, and then just uh, dog you know. pictures. Yes, dog, dog pictures. <laughs> nice, dog. Nice. Puppies, pictures. okay. Puppies and dogs. Nice. Puppies and dogs. Yep. Everything else, mm -hmm. let's like keep that to yourself. Fair enough. Um, and then yeah, please, please, please do if you get a chance, pick up the book. Yeah. Check out the web series. I'm not just saying that because it it, it really is something that I feel strongly about um, sharing with the world and helping people realize that no matter what you're going through. You're not the only one. You might be the only one with those plot points in your story, but you're not the only one who's felt the way that you've felt. There's always someone out there either to be a, a helping hand, to crack a joke for you, to be a shoulder to cry on, to cheer you on, whatever it is. There's someone out there, uh, including these two awesome people who are doing something so oh. cool oh to support my. the voiceover community. I think it's so, so fun. We love it. Um, and we th we're so happy that you came here. And it's again, it's I Am yeah. Fun Size and So Are You, Thoughts from a Tiny Human on Living a Giant Life. Go pick that up. And again, if I have any any say about it, go pick up the copy on Streamily where then yeah. some of it is donated to help animals, which is awesome. Um, plus, you want to have a real book. Anjali, yeah. uh, we got to see each other soon because uh, we need another hot tub sesh. We definitely need another hot tub sesh with or without spouses. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Um, uh, wow, we went there. I went there. You didn't. I did it. Uh, just, you know, hey, yeah, we got a story. We got to make it funny. It was a good story. Yes. And, uh, yes, and we, we have all, all our other stuff we have to talk about, too. So, uh, I'm glad we're yes. in each other's lives and we still are. Yes. And thank you and coming and playing. Thank you so much. And it's so lovely to meet you, Christy. Nice, nice to meet you, too. I hope to see you in a hot tub soon. <laughs> yes, come join the fun. Now we're partying. Now we're partying. It'll be a big hot tub. All right. Thanks, Anj. Big love to you. Take care, guys. Bye. 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 She is amazing. She's nuts, isn't she? I'm... I can't do I love her. She's so cool. I love her. Thank you so much for bringing her on the yeah, show. Yeah, she's the best. She's got that energy. Yeah. She loves everything she does. Um, is is just a consummate actor. 
That's what she does. It's yeah. like she gives, you know, I always think well, of what Bill Daniels told me. is like an actor acts. You take every opportunity to act. And she is the epitome of that. It's unbelievable. Exactly. I, I She really did illuminate a lot of things for me. And what we were talking about in our intro. And, and, and it was so strange. It was almost like she had been listening to our intro. <laughs> but the concept of storytelling in all the different mediums and using your voice, which is what we were originally talking about. Like, I think she's just such an icon in, in terms of her approach yeah. to a healthy relationship to your, your art. Yeah. Well, I loved her and analogy. I, it was one of the best analogies I've ever heard about how she loves speaking French. She loves speaking Spanish. And they're, oh, yeah. they're two completely language, different languages, but they come from the same yeah. root. Same so root. it's, uh, yes. yeah, it's a great analogy so and great way to look at it. So, uh, thank she's, awesome. she's amazing. Thank you for joining us Anj. Thank you all for joining us. And, uh, yeah, just remember we will be getting more into the, I'll do it for you, Christy. The super awesome contest to become the next big voice actor. Super awesome contest to become the next big voice actor. Yes. Uh, and I did it. I'm starting to you're get that to You're getting there. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah. awesome. We we're going to be announcing a lot more very soon. And when I mean very soon, I mean very soon. We've been teasing this a lot. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, so we will get there soon. Thank you all again for joining us. Thank you, our guests. Thank you. It's good to see you again, Christy. I know. I love you. I love you, too. And uh, just remember, everybody, if you think you got what it takes to step up to the microphone, put your voices where your mouth is. Thanks, everybody. I Hear Voices is hosted by Will Friedle and Christy Carlson Romano. Executive produced by Will Friedle, Brendan Rooney, Amy Sugarman, and Vicki Ernst Chang. Our executive in charge of production is Danielle Romo. Our producer is Lorraine Virawes, and our editor slash engineer is Brian Burton. And that uh, was my announcer voice. Some side effects of listening to I Hear Voices are sore abs from hilarity, falling down the cocoa melon rabbit hole, sneezing due to mass nostalgia, and hugs. Follow I Hear Voices wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of the amazing voices. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at I Hear Voices Podcast. You can also check us out on MySpace, Omegle, Vine, LimeWire, AAM, and Napster. Okay, well, let's teach you about the internet. The who? The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 